It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now here's a lovely one for you. Joan O'Donovan is a retired nurse, originally from Toronto in Canada, but has been living in Ireland for the last 30 years and Ballylicky is where she now calls home. And Joan has contacted the programme with a suggestion for our frontline and healthcare workers ahead of Valentine's Day next uh, Sunday. Good morning to you, Joan. Good morning, Patricia. You want to turn February the 14th into a love bomb day. Outline what you would like people to do. Okay. Well, um, remember the, when the first lockdown happened, we cheer-clapped our hero medical team year, year, and year now gone, Third Valley to climb. Bone tired, disenchanted. It's our turn to cheer again. Make February the 14th their special day. Love bomb our hospital. Nursing homes, doctor surgery, chemists, ambulance, drop-off cards, hand creams, smiling window box flowers, sing by an open window, play a parking uh, lot trumpet, clown dress with hero banners, dog walk mask parade, we're with you grin, and just to show our solidarity, because I think a hundred years from now, um, we will be part of Ireland's history books, and know how well we've triumphed. So the idea that I had was was to enlarge uh, February the 14th every year, not just this year, to con- uh, include Carers Day also. Um, and do you, do, you, do you feel, Joan, that some of our healthcare workers feel like they've been forgotten about almost? Yes, because we were cheering them every night at six o'clock for the first time. Yeah. And we just seem to have gotten kind of numb to the whole thing. And they must be after a year. And you think of uh, just imagining an ICU nurse at CUH uh, dealing with COVID all day. And I worked in an ICU years ago. And it really is claustrophobic and tiring. And especially when a lot of the people you're minding die. Yeah. So you work for 12 hours in a, a small room. You say you want to go to the bathroom, you're hungry, you're thinking, oh, that takes up time and I have to put new PPE equipment on. And it's just, it's entering another world, uh, an alternate life. And there's beeps going off and you think, bop, bop, and then it stops and you th- you run. Because the noise, you're always attuned to... Uh, the beeps. The, the beeps, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the actual body fluids... Uh, you think of the sweat coming down your eyes or your nose is itchy and you can't rub it. That That's the kind of thing. So for 12 uh, hours, 
you go have a shower to get rid of whatever COVID, and you get dressed and you go out the door and say you get on the bus at CUH. I know the bus. And I, I'm sure it's different right now, but before you would see people without masks or masks hanging off their ears or under their noses, and they're on top of each other laughing, and you think, what am I doing? Because they don't care. Yeah, people have no idea. And actually, I think we're going to get a glimpse into it tonight. It's a primetime special where they're going inside an IC unit. And I think we we might get a a glimpse uh, of it. And, you know, I heard one of the the guys working in there saying, you know, we go home and we we lie awake. And I imagine the way you've described it when you worked in ICU, that constant uh, beeping. I imagine you're trying to go to sleep and you can still hear the beeps. Yeah, yeah. And then you go home. So you're going on the bus and you're seeing people that couldn't care less. And you're thinking, I wonder, will I see you in a couple of weeks? And then you, well, I know a lot of injections have happened since then. But you go home and you're putting your family at risk. Yeah. So you walk in the door, you take all your clothes off, maybe have another shower, maybe have your supper in your bedroom. And wave hi to your family. So you're putting your family at risk also. That That's 24-hour-a-day um, uh, chronic... Uh, and we know there's been staff shortages because staff themselves have yeah. come down with COVID or they've been deemed yeah. a close contact. So we know that the people are pulling extra shifts on days that they should be off. Yeah. They'll get a call to say, we're stuck. You're going to have yeah. to come in. And they do. They, they, they willingly they go in. And there's another cohort of people that you want to include, uh, Joan, and that's nursing home staff. And they're close to your own heart. They are. My husband just um, turned 80 a few months ago and he's been in a nursing home for two and a half years. He has Alzheimer's and uh, they've had a very bad breakout of COVID there. A, a lot of people have died and they've had to bring in staff from outside because most of the original staff tested positive or have COVID. And if you live with somebody 24-7 when you go to work, they're like family. So imagine losing over 10 of your your patients. But the sad part of it, I think, is for one whole year, they kept, uh, I, I think, about 50, 50 people safe. And a lot of them maybe gave up a lot of their social life to be careful so that they could go into work and not pass it on. And uh, now there's a big uh, COVID breakout. The third wave came and and, and we know it's to do with the UK variant. It is just so darn infectious. Yeah, it's so sad. And when do you think it was the horse race, Patricia? Because um, I I could be wrong in a few days, but the time they got their shots, you see. Yeah. They got the COVID shots and they got COVID. Yeah, they got the first one, but they weren't immune. They weren't immune. You're talking about hours yeah, today, like a horse race. Ah, oh, it's It really is dreadful. And how is, uh, how is your husband doing, but Joe? He's, he's fine. Good. He's good. one of the few. But what I was hoping was, if there was somebody online that was very important, could they get in touch with the people in Dublin and say, from now on, ad infinitum, February the 14th is a year, not a, 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 a day. A, a day, not only for celebrating love, but also the carers of Ireland, because 100 years from now, as I say, will be in history books and the people will be 
still thought of, you know? Yeah. And and why not do that and even pass it on to the EU? Let February the 14th be Hero Day. Yeah, why not? Why, why not? And Joan, you have an interesting story to share how you ended up coming to Ireland. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a long time ago now. My hu- husband's a teacher. I was a nurse. We lived in Canada. We had two children and a 24-foot motorhome. And we were at a party and somebody bet, bet you couldn't take that motorhome to Russia. And the next few weeks, my husband was in the embassy uh, in, in Toronto, in the Russian embassy. So we ended up shipping the, the motorhome from Montreal to Antwerp. And then we spent months traveling around Europe. But we were the first motorhome to go to Russia, going from Poland into Russia. And, and when was this? It was in the time of communist Russia, 1985. It was a long time ago. And you got into Russia. They allowed we you did, in. They, they, we were the first in. Wow. And I remember we had to be there at 8 in the morning. You couldn't go in at night. Something to do with the lights. But they were, all the uh, PR people were standing there. In, the, in their KGB kind of outfits. Um, with, there was a translator who, he had the biggest New York, all right, already accent. He learned English in New York, but <laughs> <laughs> which was just bizarre. And what you did know. you do in Russia then? We spent, uh, I don't know how many weeks traveling around, staying in, in campsites, and we parked in Red Square. This was the era that you could do that, right across the street from Lenin, um, everywhere we went. We parked in front of the Louvre or, you know, and we went through um, Germany, through uh, the Berlin Wall, I remember. So it was it was an amazing, amazing trip. And how long did that trip last? Um, oh, months. Yeah, and then we would go. And how we came to Ireland was my husband's family are from, from Kilmallock and uh, we just flipped a coin again and ended up in Bantry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great, a, great neck of the woods to end up. Yeah, it's a serendipity of life. But wouldn't it be lovely, though, if we could get February the 14th? Yeah, it's a, e- it's a beautiful EUI. idea. It's it's yeah. just, it's a, bu- it's a beautiful idea. And we can all do our little bit, because yeah. I know even only last week we had another listener suggesting the free postcards that Imposter's sending out. We had another yeah. listener suggesting send, send those into frontline staff and, and into nursing homes. So we can all do our little bit. And it can be, you know, it can be as grand a gesture like sending flowers into a local nur- nursing home, or it can be a very small little gesture. But just I think I think you're right. I think we need to get the message through to all of the people that are working in the health service, right yeah. from the ICU down to the porters, down to yeah. the people in the nursing Every- homes, in the people who are in residential units for uh, for people with special needs. Just let them know we haven't forgotten about you. We know the fantastic work that you're doing. Yeah, because uh, they really are the most amazing people. I, I'm I'm in awe of them. Yeah, well and, done. Uh, I, I think, when you know, did you last see your husband? The last time I touched my husband's skin was February the 28th, the year 2020. That's, okay. um, that's almost a year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I see him through a window. How's or, that working for you? Well, uh, I don't know. You, you you accept it, you know, and, and I would have a great belief in in um, in God, so that kind of keeps me uh, going. What's really funny is on Sunday sometimes people, families would stop at the window of their their uh, 
family member that was in the nursing home, and you'd hear Bill, and then a lot of people wouldn't be compass mentis, and they would yell, yes. So there was people calling names and other people answering, and it's they, there are funny parts of it, you know. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Listen, but, you're a, you're a great woman. You've uh, you've you've shared a great story with us. I've just spotted the next song is is perfect for you because it's a it's a track called A Good Heart, and that's what you have, Joan. Oh, Listen, thank, th- you. thank you for that, and thanks for joining us on the program. Yeah, just just tell everybody just to do some little thing. Okay. And oh, sorry, just gonna say the people can't accept uh, anything that isn't packaged. And flowers would be basically for doctors' offices. They can't have them inside. Of course, but there they could can't be do. a window box yeah. inside. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. All right, all right. Look Goodbye after yourself. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.